Hello there, wrestling fans, and welcome to the internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast. I am your host, Joe the Panther the Third, and now introducing to the mic my awesome coach for the trip around the world through the solar system on top of Metal Mountain, now down to the middle of the earth, in the middle of somewhere on a big island that we all know and love. It's Metal Mountain. <laughs> I did say Metal Mountain. The happy heel himself, the Metal Geek. What's going on, Ringside Crew? What's going on, Internationally No. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Joe? Not too much. Let's start this off by saying that I'm not, a, as you know, fans, I'm not a big fan of AEW. But that pay-per-view did impress me, but it won't send me over yet. I'm still on that old school trip. And we just got a new follower. Yes. Thank you so much, by the way, for the new this new follower. I think that that pay-per-view impressed me, but the, the match that took my heart, because you know how much Latino wrestling and luchas are part of my life. But we'll get to we'll get to that. We'll get, oh, oh right. we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But let's let's break down the pay per view, geek. Let's go. Right, start this. Got, start this mess. We got we got the card, right? Yeah, I don't got the. You got it. I don't have the. Key. I don't have the card. You have the card. Yeah, I got. I got the card. You're supposed to say no, Joe. I thought you had the card. Oh man, I'm gonna look for it now. Oh right. man, we'll, where's we'll the card? With, Somewhere in my start, room. We'll start off with uh, the pre-show match, actually. What's going on, Max? Which would have to be, it was Jurassic Express and the best friends against Matt Hardy and his party. That was actually a pretty good pre-show match. What do you think? It was. It it had its moments. By the way, uh, let's give a shout out to Shorty because she was kind of like talking to us throughout the whole pay-per-view when we were watching it on the stream, but we weren't live, but we were just hanging out. So yeah, um, I I I seriously. I thought that match was good, but it could have been a little more, a little bit better. Maybe they should have. That was a pre-show match, right? That was a pre-show match, yes. That's they correct. could have maybe made that the opening contest because it was a good match, but it could have made it a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing if it was an opening card match, the opening match could have been a little bit longer. It was a good match, but could have made it a little bit longer. From top to bottom, the card was amazing. I thought it was a really good card, though. It was a good card, but it could have been a little bit more, like, you could have maybe surprised them. I know they had a lot of surprises. You could have surprised people with a little bit, like, that made them stretch out the, the big the, the big surprise that everybody knows already. But, all right, next match, Kiku. The next match? Are we really going to the next? I mean, I want to speak a little bit more about this match. I think actually the right person won, which was Jurassic Express and Best Friends, because those are guys are the most over in the company. And there's no reason why they should have lost that match. No reason. I mean, Orange Cassidy, he's one of the most over stars in AEW, and so is Jungle Boy. So, I mean, and and those guys are future stars. So there was no reason for those guys to lose in the opener. I, I thought maybe that um, Matt Hardy would have took the fall because he is a higher rep. He's more like he's, more, he's, he's, he's a legend. Yeah. In the game, Matt Hardy, all the stuff he's done, he should have took the fall. Yeah, I would, if I was Matt, I would have told the uh, the officials or in the back said uh, Tony Khan, 
let me take the pinfall. I want to get pinned. I want to take the pin from Jungle Boy. Because or, that puts, or Orange Cassidy. Either, either or Orange Cassidy. Cassidy. That makes them look better. Makes them look good and put like Andre the Giant told Hogan, you go up, I go down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It yeah, makes it star rise and, and make Matt kind of hard to say this. Matt Hardy being such a good star, making his star go down. But and not not only that, Matt taking the pinfall, it doesn't even hurt Matt at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't even hurt, it doesn't even hurt him. I mean, it just builds up the stars. Like he he could lose 30, 40, 50 matches the rest of his career. He's still a freaking legend. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So you think I would be not tired after eating coffee ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> I did my typical Joe yawn in the middle of the podcast. <sighs> Long day at the, the key food today. Yeah. Happy Labor Day, everybody, by the way. Happy Labor Day, everybody. By what the is way. It in is there, a, is there a holiday in Canada? For our Canadian fans, know that there's a holiday in Canada. Please let us know. Yeah. You don't want to sound like such jerks, but we, we're Americans, so we're kind of jerks. <laughs> by the way, anybody in England watching this? Hi. Hello. Thanks, Hello thanks, friends. thanks for staying up late, by the way. Yeah. Thank you for staying up late. Let's see if my buddy. Uh, no. Johnny, message me back. Sorry. Joe, we're talking all uh, all out. Yes. All right. So the next match we had was John Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. Really, really good match, I thought. Back and forth. Brutal, hard-hitting match. These guys chopping each other, beating the crap out of each other. Thought it was an amazing match. Obviously, the right man, John Moxley, won this one. That was a good match. And once again, um, I think that they should have maybe made it go a little longer. May stretch it out a little more. Maybe someone could have got busted open. Because if you saw the match, Moxley got bit. He got bit on the head. Yeah, my, uh, yeah I saw that. And I they started, and, they started biting each other. They started biting each other. Any other company, the person would have started bleeding, right? He, mm-hmm. they would have made that. That would have been a blood spot right there. They would have been bleeding. I was like, watching it with you, I'm thinking in my head, okay, either he put spots of peanut butter on someone's head, or we're about to watch murder. <laughs> like, what? Both guys biting each other. I thought that was freaking awesome, by the way. You know? But you Yeah, know, I know we- he bled from his arm, Max, but like he should have bled from his head. That's a different part of the body that I want to see someone bleed from. It's not GCW. But anyway, John Moxley winning with two DDTs, which looked absolutely amazing, by the way. So, thanks for everybody. By the way, thanks for everyone for coming to chat, by the way. So, and spending time with us. So, we're up to like seven people right now. What's up? Bones at ringside. So, anyway, like I was saying, um, thanks for. uh, so John Moxley winning with two DDTs during this match, and I just wanted to hear what everyone's thoughts on the pay per view are. I'm going to read them off like the comments, but me and Joe are talking about our speak out people. Our talk, talk, talk. Yeah. 
But I'm, me and Joe are going to be talking about the pay-per-view. But I just want to know what everyone in the chat's thoughts are on the pay-per-view. So, if we're, we're, and we'll read them out loud, too. So, We. Oui. Are you French now, Geek? Yeah. All right. So, that was, that was the match. It was John Moxley, Kojima. And then, I mean, this, I think, in my true, honest opinion, was the big surprise was actually Minoru Suzuki coming out and just laying toe-to-toe with John Moxley. I mean, I don't know if you saw the match from New Japan, New Beginnings, a couple of years ago. That that was probably one of my favorite John Moxley matches. And he's going to fight Minoru Suzuki next week on Dynamite. It's going to be a... That's going to be an interesting match. Actually, one of our guests, our guest we had on the podcast, Riley, from a few days ago, Geek, she will be there live. You know that, right? That's awesome. I don't know if you remember she said that. Yeah. I remember I pay attention to our guests. Yeah, but I feel like I, I feel like that was the big surprise of the night was Minoru Suzuki and um, – I feel like we expected Adam Cole. We expected maybe Daniel Bryan. Ruby Soho was was expected. But I, I knew Suzuki, that was going to happen. I don't think any of What, you knew Nara Suzuki was going to show up? or? Uh, uh, with the one you said. What's your name? Ruby Soho. It was Ruby already Soho, called. Uh, People kind of spoiled it. Like... Nothing these days in this era of wrestling is ever a secret anymore. We live in the era of computers. Um, Major computers and like internet jargon garbage talk. So everything we see on TV, we know it's going to happen because someone's going to go on Twitter and take a picture of a wrestler backstage or like outside. Back in our day, geek, center my lap. Let's talk about it. Back in our day, there was no internet. There was, it's the start of the end of the 2000s, but there was no like real like spoilers. If someone went to a show and they said, Oh, I, just, I saw Hulk Hogan lose to The Undertaker, that was at a house show. Nobody was there, nobody saw it. So just shut up and go back to your class. Keep, keep reading your book, Becky. That's what it was like. You know what I mean? Geek. So nobody believed. You know what I mean? Like nobody believed them. But now you go to a show and and then someone takes a picture and then it, it the, the Undertaker beat Hulk Hogan and there's a picture of it live on the internet? Like, what the heck? Like Twitter. People so- keep People can see everything nowadays. Ridiculous. Sorry, rant over. So, yeah, Minoru Suzuki, I say, was the big surprise at All Out last night. I thought that was probably, I thought, if not one of the greatest moments of the night was Minoru Suzuki showing up. But we're going to get to the rest a little bit later. Right, right Joe? There is yep. more, right? There is, oh, oh, and there's more. <laughs> Oh, and there's more, right? And there's more, like in like the movie, like scary no, movie. Oh, and there's more. No, no, actually, that's from Scream, but it's all right. 
Like, didn't he say in, didn't he, didn't he might, have, he might have said in scare movie, but it's originally from the movie Scream. It's gonna be a screw, baby. <laughs> you stabbed me. That'd be like me and you, Lance, geek. I swear to God. You stabbed me <laughs> too deep, man. You stabbed me too deep, man. You hurt me. Yeah, but Minoru right, Suzuki is 53. He could still go in the ring. He is 53. I was asking you, how old is that man? How old man, is that man? He's old, but man, dude. He looks about still... 60. Then he looks. He looks. He really. He looked really old when he when he came out of the out of the tunnel. I was like, the dude could still freaking go in the ring. Like you have no idea, man. I don't know if you ever seen the guy live, Joe, but there is a presence when Minoru Suzuki comes to the ring, like like an Undertaker like presence. Like you feel a chill when he comes down to that ring. Mm. That's how amazing he is. It's always get it's always good to have like a certain feeling when a wrestler comes out that you know shit's about to go down. It's not like, hmm, do I have to go take a piss during this match? I just might. <laughs> you know, like you know. Is there a ghost in your house, Keith? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> might be haunted. Yeah. But yeah. So easily Yeah, mounted. he's one of the greatest. He's one of the greatest Japanese wrestlers of all time. I mean, I'm not gonna say he's the greatest, but he's one of the best. You're gonna you're gonna put that list over a lot. There is a lot of Japanese talent that you want to put. You don't want to insult over. anybody and not leave somebody else somebody off the list. You know. I don't want to. I don't want to say Minoru Suzuki's the greatest. He's one of the best. But I'm gonna say you're gonna leave out Eddie Guerrero. You're gonna look out Jushin Thunder Liger. You're going to leave out great wrestlers like, that could be on that list. That like great Muda, Muda, if you forget Muda, you're going to get misted in the eyes. If you forget this dude, you're going to get their finishing. You don't want that, do you? You don't want, you don't want that in your life. <laughs> like, nope, not today. <laughs> Tenzon Kojima is another one. You know. There's so many wrestlers that you forget their name and you're fucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'll get heel heat by somebody. Like there's so many legendary wrestlers from back in the day in Japan. Um that there's there's one that um I can't I'm not saying his real name because I don't want him to get mad at mad at us. Um he, he, the one we always that we, we used to have on our show. What's his name? Our buddy. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But yeah. So many great wrestlers. You can't say he's the greatest of all time, but he's one of the best, though. I'm gonna put it out. Oh yeah, Colton Berry. Got a wrestler or two. He'd be he would have been devastated right now if you forgot any legendary Japanese wrestler. If there's any legendary wrestlers that we forgot right now, same in the chat. Because there is lots of legendary Japanese wrestlers. It's, you're right, Max. There's so many. It's like. This show would have to end at two o'clock in the morning, which we don't want that to happen this time. I'm not getting. And there's so many great current Japanese wrestlers too, like Okada. But that did, but but that, but geek, they don't even get the credit they deserve these days because a lot of people, if you're not up at two o'clock in the morning watching Japanese wrestling, you can't appreciate it live. Tom Clark, when we have him on the show next month. That's one of the things we could talk to him about. There's wrestlers in the Japanese 
wrestling community that don't get the appreciation they deserve. You know like what I mean? Tanahashi, like, like Tanahashi and Okada. Okada. People like that. If you're not up at 2 a.m. watching Japanese wrestling, you can't appreciate them. Like, they're supposed to be appreciated. Another one is uh, Hiromu Takahashi is another one. Like... Her- and I'm sure I'm missing so there's so many there's there's evil as much as a lot of people want to give me crap about evil. Even I think he's evil is like, awesome. You know? Even the game makes you go Sh- yes. Shingo Takagi, Abushi, you know. Man, and list goes on and on. I know I'm missing people right now, so I can name one off the top of my head. But yeah. Okada, I mean Suzuki Moxley is happening ne- next week on Dynamite, and it's going to be fucking amazing. I'm just calling this not right just now. amazing, geek, right? It's going to be fucking amazing. Maybe not I as mean, good as the ma- maybe not as good as the match from Japan, but it's still going to be up there. So. Next week, not just right? amazing, right? Geek, yeah. effing amazing. amazing. We're never going to be able to hit sponsors, geek. You're ruining it. <laughs> Never gonna have sponsors. That potty mouth. What if what if poor Shorty was here? She would be like offended. You cursing so much, geek. You were supposed to be the good guy, the bad guy. All right, all right. Miro versus Eddie Kingston. Really, really good match, Joe. What do you what do you think? Um. Ah. Uh, that match was good, but as I said. I like long matches. It should have been longer. Like these matches should have been a little bit longer. Oh, by the way, Happy New Year to all of our Jewish fans out there. But Miro Eddie Kingston, absolutely. I thought that was good. That was a great match. Miro winning by cheating, the low blow, and then rolling him up. I mean, there's going to be a rematch down the line. I know with Eddie and Miro, so. Yep. Yo, dead air geek. No, I'm asking. What do you think? Oh, I'm telling. I'm. T- I, I'm waiting for, dude. I'm like, are you going dead air, man? Bill Russell be mad. Um, it was a good match. As I said, it was it just needs to be longer. Like sometimes you like, is it over? Oh, it's all over like that. And, but it's a, it was a good match. Um, I enjoyed the match it just should have been longer maybe they should have did it a different way why would you have the, the him cheat and give him a low blow i hate the low blow endings i think they're stupid and pointless um they should have just tried a little harder and made it like a pinfall or had him tap him out like i love submission so instantly i'm gonna go hit him with a submission hold and end the match that way Call for the bell the right way. Don't don't hit a low blow and be like, "Told you, Lance, your house is haunted by a, a, a nasally monster." You need to call the Ghostbusters. <laughs> you see, I just saw it, Lance. You didn't see that monster it just went by. A row. Yeah. Anyway, row anyway Joe, Joe, get back to. Oh. Getting um, off topic. Getting off topic here. Squirrel. We're talking about Eddie Kingston and uh, Miro. It was a good. I I am sad that they had to have him go out like that, but you know it's going to lead up to. 
He's going to win the title in New York. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to be like the Yankees winning the World Series, the crowd. As soon as he, they, they go for the pin, and the whole arena is going to be like, Even though it's in Queens and the Mets are never going to listen, hear a crowd like that cheering for them at all. Maybe that'll be the closest that they get. Yeah. Well, they, well, maybe that'll be us one day. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> all right, next one <laughs> we got. We got Chris Statland versus Britt Baker, which I thought was an awesome match, by the way. That, those last five minutes of that match were awesome, by the way. I'm so glad that I, we weren't live because we would have got flagged so many times every time she went to do her, her finishing move. The hands in the mouth, I was like, she could put her hands in my mouth. <laughs> Ghost at ringside, yes. <laughs> yes. She could put yeah. her hands in my mouth any day. <laughs> Check if I got. <laughs> hey, I don't have cavities. She could check all she wants. Joe, get back I to have... the match. Joe, get back to the match, dude. <laughs> I know. I'm just being funny. Um, it was a good match. Should have been a little longer. Um, they, I know they're trying to push it out and wait till make her lose the belt at New York or at another event, but I would have like pushed a little more, made it seem like even more that she was going to lose this match to like, to the point that the pinfall could have been like a skeptical pin. I thought the last five minutes were actually really, really good. I thought there were a couple minutes during this match where Chris almost had it. There was a few spots that I really thought that she was going to lose. but um, like, like, like the cradle, I really thought she had it for a couple of times. And uh, Brick hit in the Sunrise uh, Canadian Destroyer was absolutely, uh, absolutely awesome. What, what might have been a hint for a little bit later. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Did you read that comment? <laughs> Dang it. I have a cavity. Looks like you're going to have to. Joe, put- Joe, Joe, get back to the match, dude. I know it's funny. Why you get so mad? Joe, I'm trying to review the match, and then you're, you're I'm trying I know, to... I um, know. As I said, they should have made the match a little longer. Um, They should have made it seem like she was going to lose, completely lose, like either have her get attacked before the match, and you know how they always do the, oh, man, I'm hurt, and then make it seem like she's going to lose, and then she wins. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Maybe make the Maybe make the opponent look more stronger than she is but they didn't they made brooke baker look like like she's the best she is the best but make her look made opponent look even weaker than she was there is no opponent that she's faced that i've never noticed to make her look like a weaker opponent sometimes you can make the opponent look stronger than the champion 
But in this, they, they can't, I guess they can't make her look weaker. Time will tell. I, I still think that match is awesome, though. I mean, like, this, the Sunrise Powerbomb was absolutely awesome from the top rope. I thought that looked cool. And that might have been a little bit of a hint what was going to happen later on the night. Yeah, completely. Yeah. yeah. A certain somebody, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so great match. Britt gets the win. And then we have we have MJF versus Chris Jericho. Which that was a good match. It was really good. It had its back and forth moments that um that I really thought that MJF was gonna win. His outfit was sorry, go ahead. His outfit was really fun. His jacket was hilarious. I was thinking what are we proving here? We know you're a douchebag, MJF. And if you're watching this, MJF. His countdown was awesome, by the way. Him trolling really, the fans I, with the I countdown. Really the that going out first. Thanks for interrupting me, Geeky. That's total heel on you. Um, I really thought that Trish Jericho was coming out with his Break the Walls Down. I'm like, did he buy the Break the Walls Down um, theme song from WWE? And then he comes out dressed like the king which that made me laugh even harder with that jacket of his. Gosh, so funny. (laughs) Jacket, jackass, you know. But yeah, but yeah, Jericho, MJF, pretty decent match for what it was. Um, I really thought MJF beat Jericho and Jericho was done with his foot on the ropes. But yeah, the referee. The ref, go ahead. Good thing the no, keep on. I'll say after you're done. Yeah, the referee reversed the decision, and Jericho, and then the match restarted. You know, you got the old Howard Pinkle joke. You could do it. Oh. You want to do it? <clears throat> you know that. That's the referee. He's like, I. Well, <clears throat> oh, I've spoken to the referee, and we will. We start this match between MJF and Chris Jericho. We'll continue. This match will continue. Yeah. That, well, that's how he, he announced with the Virgil versus the Million Dollar Man. The match between the Million Dollar Man and Virgil will continue. That match was hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it was me or if Jericho was actually – he didn't really have him in the walls of Jericho. He was actually going for the lion tamer. Yeah, he kind of didn't have it synced in the right way. He wasn't up. He wasn't, he up, wasn't he, up like he used to. He looked like he was going for the lion tamer, and uh, but MJF just tapped out even before he got the lion tamer actually on. He probably got so – he probably was like, okay, the match is over. I'm just get off me, man. This is weird. <laughs> the okay, line tamer, no. that, that move I heard hurts even more than the Walt Jericho. It's when you bend I'll try it next to my corporate house, Geek. I'll, just, <laughs> I'll try it. You know me and my submission holds. Yeah. But I yeah, Jericho win. Go ahead. Yeah. Next. 
no, Jericho wins with the line, with the uh, walls of Jericho, and then we have Joe's absolute favorite match of the night: steel cage match for the AEW tag team titles. That match was downright awesome. I'm not a fan of AEW, but that match was cool. I like the blood and my favorite spot of the match, so geek, so as geeks, geek would say, yeah, hell yeah, Joe. The tax on the shoe. Oh my gosh. That shoe tack thing. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. I'm sorry. It looked like a cleat from the 1980s. That's you know they always jokingly say when you when someone slides into second and they catch someone's ankle and they say it feels like I'm getting hit by nails. That's what it looked like. <laughs> it looked. Imagine the person that had to make that. Geek. Imagine the person I, that made that. Shoot. I mean, this match was very, very, very creative, if you could think, and told a very good story. All four and, individuals in this match were very smart building this match like the thumb t- the shoes on the thumbtacks was absolutely i don't think i've ever seen anything like that before like it had a lot of clean spots like most matches get a little like okay i'm gonna do this we're gonna do that and it's not all put together like a real story this was put together like it was a real story you could tell they're building up to the big part, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they had this part. Oh, they're going to get the win. Oh, no, no, no. And this part. No, 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 Oh, oh, oh. And then it happened. Bucks hit almost everything they could have hit in that match. Everything. They hit Super everything. Kick. Super kicks. Um, low blows. More bang low. for your buck. More bang for your buck was even hit, and they didn't still make it in that match. And I, yeah. even it did, did it Pentagon at one point during that match. Didn't his face get stuck to the thumbtacks? Yeah. And during dude. the shoot, and he, it, dude, that was disturbing to watch. That. And at yeah. one point, the masks were getting ripped. I said this to Geek before we went live. They must have took some threading out of that mask. Because that mask was torn the fuck up by the end of that match. I watched, love watching AAA wrestling. If you ever get a chance to watch AAA wrestling, go watch some AAA wrestling on YouTube. That stuff will light your day up. It's good. Really, oh, really good. But yeah, so the thumbtacks to the shoe, the crossbody off the top, the Canadian Destroyer off the, uh, off the top rope, was absolutely sick. These guys, four of these guys are four of the best wrestlers in the world. And and Lucha Brothers are absolutely amazing. And they absolutely deserve this win. Oh, 100%. They absolutely deserve this win. Because AEW's been around for how long? Three years? Two years? How long has it been, Joe? AEW? Yeah, been year. three years, right? And they... Think a couple of years, yeah. They still never got the tag titles, and they got the tag titles at the biggest moment at the one of the biggest shows right there. So, yeah, 
and the big and the big one of the biggest pops too. You heard that crowd go, one, two, three. right? Yeah. Oh, so. you should have made a video of me jumping out of my chair when they won that match. <laughs> we watching. Like, I'm not AEW still. <laughs> but I, I'm so I'm sorry to say this, but I think your grandfather would have loved that match. Oh my god, he would have freaked out even though the blood spots would have been like Don't forget yeah. there were blood there were blood spots back in the 70s and 80s. But they were worse. <laughs> they were worse than that. They were worse than that. You don't remember the Ric Flair Dusty Rhodes matches back then or no? He was part of this the the sixties, yeah, the, the sixties uh, the fifties and the sixties. Imagine how worse the wrestling was blood spots or though back those days. Yeah, the, their yeah. faces were crimson nasty back then. Yeah, so. they they were rushed to they were rushed to the hospital. They didn't have a guy backstage, but they yeah they did. They had a guy with a needle and thread backstage. They're like here. <laughs> Oops, got my hand stuck. <laughs> but yeah, that was. Yeah, that was probably one one of the greatest steel cage matches I think I've ever seen. Uh, on top of that. What what other steel cage matches would you say that you absolutely love? That I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah, that you, um, that, that 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 are close to that one. There's some there were some great ladder mat uh, steel cage matches in my lifetime that I've seen, like oh my gosh, it's so many. I can't think of the it's some, but I can't think of can't think of it offhand right now. My brain always goes bye bye during uh, when I go live. My brain gets erased and I come back when the show's over. I'm, that's what I was supposed to think about. I, I, okay. I know I don't want to mention this. People are going to get people. People are going to get mad at me. I might get flagged for this one. But Chris Benoit versus Kurt Angle is probably one of the greatest steel cage matches of all time. Hmm. Yeah. What would you say? What would you say the moonsault off the cage was awesome? Just awesome when and Angle be there live. Imagine being there live to see that moonsault. You never thought Chris Jericho would do a moonsault? No, Angle. Wait, and, and Angle Angle's moonsault. Kurt Angle doing a moonsault? I never thought cage. he would do that for all the streams. Off the cage. And that, I think Jay Briscoe versus Samoa Joe in a steel cage, probably one of my, another one of my favorite steel cage matches. Oh, wait. Um, um, Rey Mysterio versus uh, Chavo uh, Guerrero. What about JBL? Didn't he face JBL also? Uh, maybe was that JBL versus Rey Mysterio? And it was Chavo because Chavo was in the ring, or did he come in the ring and try to do something? It was, it was like his debut match on SmackDown. I think I remember that. Well, yeah, that that uh, I forgot who it was, but Rey Mysterio did the cross body off the top of the cage, which was awesome. That was insane. Mm-hmm. But I remember I went. I was telling people, I think I was watching with that with you. In the the, the 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 dining room, the TV room, and you're like, oh, I don't know about this guy in the mask. I'm a dream Mysterio. You're like, I'm not a fan. Of, and then if you watch him, you're like, dude, this guy's insane. I'm like, that's Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Right so yeah, the steel cage match. Uh, that one, um, like I said, Jay Briscoe versus Samoa Joe was was one of my favorite steel cage matches. Uh, I'm sure there's just so many other steel cage matches that were, but so many, right? Yeah. But um, yeah. So 
that and uh what else we got joe what else we got okay next match we got we're gonna go to the next match which is we got we said the steel cage match and then we're gonna go to the women's battle royal what do you think of this yeah, match, Joe? good the casino battle royal right I, I liked it. I really did like that match. I just some people would disagree because they feel that there wasn't enough women in that match, but they they had the right amount of women in that match that that it wouldn't make but, it. Oh yeah, thanks, thanks, people. Media, sorry, sorry, John. Superfly jumping off the cage was also. A oh, yeah. oh yeah, that's Definitely. that's a classic instantly. But like, I think that's what Rey Mysterio was going for in that match when he went for um. When he went for that, um, when he went for that movie, went off the cage. That's what Rey Mysterio is going for. Superfly, His right? big defining moment was that key. Like, like Superflies, Jimmy Snuffer, right? He's going for like his Superfly moment. And then that was Rey Mysterio's first moment on SmackDown. So he had to open the fans to him in a in a certain way, you know. Mm-hmm. WWE fans weren't familiar with Rey Mysterio yet. Because all the stuff he did in WCW, you know, back in those days, WCW, after they kind of sunk or went away, fans were like, we don't have anything to back this up. Is there internet to watch yet? No. If there was, it was just very vague. You know what I mean? So, all back to the pay-per-view. We're going. All right. So, the the women's match we were talking about, the Battle Royal. So, the last two were Thunder Rosa and Ruby Soho. Those two giving it everything that they could give it, absolutely. Those last two, those last the last two women, absolutely deserve that spot. By the way, one hundred percent. That match. What would you say, Joe? Um, I'm sort of happy that they gave it to um, Ruby, but that's a big one. Kind of a bit upset that they kind of didn't give Thunder Rosa after all that push and blah blah blah, and they gave her this hype about Thunder Rosa, and to make her lose on a big stage like that, like that's so messed up for her and her career and the fight she's pulling through to be the best female wrestler she could be, and you give her the freaking the push broom and you flip her up, make like she felt like she couldn't hold on. Like, yeah, I know, uh, Spiffy. I know, I know you were mad. You storm. I didn't see you storm off, but I heard the fump, fump, fump as you walked off. So I know you were mad. Um, maybe that maybe on Wednesday they'll uh, have her rematch, and if she beats her, she take that spot. I think they're saving it for a bigger moment, though. I think Thunder Rose is going to get it. I just don't think she's going to get it right now. Wait, when, how long? How long? How long, geek? How long do you think they're gonna wait? Full gear or revolution? They're probably gonna set up the rematch. I think the match is gonna be Ruby versus Brit. Brit's gonna retain in New York, and then at full gear, it's gonna be Thunder Rosa, and it's gonna be Brooke Baker. Because yeah, that's it's that's it's too big. That's too big of a match. I mean, and it, it's New York, but that's way too big. A match that has to be like a main event match, right there. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I I think 
I still think that Brits retaining in New York. So, or what they could do is this is a big but they could have Ruby win the title and a Thunder could go after her a full year. That could happen. That could happen too, right? But Thunder Rose is going to get her moment. It's just not now. That's all. Yeah. It's going to be in the future. So they're trying to build up a better for a better story. That's what they're trying to do. I believe that too, like 100%. Oh, no, poor Shorty. She has to watch it on Facebook. We're not live on YouTube right now. She always comes in through YouTube. Right, Roach? Um, yeah, I, I just hope that, um, I hope she gets a rematch. I hope she gets a title shot again because it's sad because she, they made all this big hype about Thunder Rosa and she just got like screwed, literally got screwed out of a, at her, at her title shot by a person that's just coming back. Cause yeah, think about it. Ruby Soho has been in WWE. Why do you give the opportunity that Thunder Rose has been fighting for since she's been in AEW to Ruby Soho? What the fuck? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. Do you yeah. see AEW adding more women to their division, or what do you see? Um, if they add any more, it's going to go too far. But, you know, I would like to see our buddy Ashley Dimbois get tossed into the mix and maybe bring her up. Because she's doing really good things. Have you watched? I haven't, I, got a chance, I haven't got a chance to watch her match she did on Dark. But it looks like she did good. She just won in New York at that indie promotion. She won flawlessly. No cheating. She won one, two, three. Um, She's doing big things, that girl. She really is. Ashley Debois is doing big things. She's she's has us still talking about her, and she hasn't been on the podcast for what a week, two week. Was it two weeks now, Geek? So Lana will probably go because the husband's there. Oh yeah, probably. Do you think? Here we go. Is a question for you, Max. Do you think that Lana will come out and become Rusev's manager or Monero um, Monero Monero's manager? Monero 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 Monero. I don't know. I thought Monero. I don't know. Do, you're do you think you're thinking she, of, you think of Monero Suzuki and you think you know Monero? Do you think she will become her husband's manager in in AEW or do you think she'll go solo? And do you think, Joe, do you think that Tessa Blanche is coming? I know it's a controversial topic, but do you think Tessa Blanche is coming to AEW or do you think she's going to WWE? Uh, WWE. Because they, they so. now, they now they need a big star to come to them. I'm sure Vince wants that Tessa Blanchard versus Charlotte Flair match at WrestleMania. Yep. Hey, what's going on? What's up, Josh? What do you think hey, about Josh. what? What did you think of the EW uh, All Out last night? If you want to give us your comments on it, we're talking about it right now. I guess hasn't showed up yet. We'll be here. We'll be here at ten. 
it was insane. I absolutely agree. So if you want if you want to give your comments, we'll let you know in, in your comments. We're halfway through it right now, but we're actually talking about the uh, women's match and what other women do you think are coming to AEW. So we want to give her comments. What do you think? Yep. What'd you do? And he said, uh, what was that, 100%? Yeah, 100%. It was insane. It but had yeah. its highs and its lows, you know? All right. Uh, we, next, next match, we, Geek. Go right, like. next, the next match we're going to get into right now, we're going to talk about is CM Punk versus Darby Allen. Awesome, awesome match, by the way. CM Punk did not lose a beat in this match. The place was going nuts for him. It didn't matter. CM Punk could have been green as shit in this match. Chicago would have loved him anyway. Well, they still would have cheered him. Because he's CM Punk, right? He's, he's the best in the world. Come on, Joe, right? Yeah. Well, one thing I was kind of confused on, is that a new CM Punk look by using the tights instead of using the trunks? Yeah. Or is that just a one-night thing, the Chicago trunks? Oh, yeah, we should do an interview. Yeah, you're right. If you want to ever come on panel, we can always talk, you know? Yeah. Yeah, even in Lost... Darby looked like a million bucks. I absolutely agree with that one, too. I felt bad. Yeah. Didn't you think the same thing I did, Geek? What? You, did you think? I, I thought Sting was about to turn on Darby. You really thought Sting? Well, CM Punk gave... CM Punk came... Oh, not CM Punk. Sting came out and gave Darby a handshake, and he gave one to Punk as well. So I guess that... I knew that he was... I, I know. When he walked over to Darby, I was like, oh, he'll turn. Here comes DDT. Here comes DDT. You did the same thing for the Jericho match, Geek. Remember, you're like, oh, he's gonna, they're gonna get the finisher. But yeah. So anyway, I think that um, I think that uh, yeah. So that, that match was great. CM Punk looked awesome. I mean. A lot of people said, I mean, it wasn't a great, a great, the greatest CM Punk match, but the man hasn't wrestled in seven years. Give the man a break. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got, he has ring rust right now. So, you know, he's got to put the rust off on him, man. Yeah. Yeah. That we're going to talk about right now. The, right now, the ma- next match was Big Show versus QT. Short, quick match. Didn't mind it. Show choke slam one two three. Yeah, it was kind of whack. Yeah, I think they knew that was gonna be whack. You know that? I think they knew that it was gonna uh-huh. be crap. That was the match. That was match. If you had to take a crap, you can go. <laughs> you can go take a crap right now. Don't I mean, do you blame them? The the fans have been sitting there for four hours. It's like okay, we got pee break now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pee break. Right? I mean, do you blame them? So that that's your time to go to the bathroom. So because it, it had, go to it had, and wish more money. You had awesome matches after awesome matches, and did not have one break. So, but <laughs> yeah, that one was the bathroom break match. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
That's where you go, but um, waste your money. Yes, yeah, big. Yeah, Big Show pinned uh, QT one two three with the choke slam, and I guess we're going to go into the main event, right, Joe? Yep. The main event, which was, which was um, what you call it? It was Kenny Omega. It was Kenny Omega versus Christian. What did you think of this match, Joe? Personally, I thought it was a great match. It had everything. It had tables. It had the manager. The being, the, by the way, yeah, yeah, that spear through the table was absolutely sick at the end. No, not that one. The when he had the table on top of him and he stomped on it. Oh, the, no, the, you're talking about the foot stomp because Christian did a spear off the uh, the, uh, the apron through the table, which absolutely looks sick. I was just like, whoa. That was sick, too. The one-wing angel. Mm. The, the one-wing angel from the top rope was absolutely amazing. At him pinning a Christian like that. And they are one-to-one now, so. Yeah. But um, that was not that was not the big story of uh, the night, was it? Oh, what was it, Giku? What, what was it? It was uh, Kenny Omega grabbing the microphone, saying that we're the best. Nobody could beat us. The only people that could beat us are either retired, not here, or they're dead. And Adam Cole's music hit the place. You couldn't even hear Adam Cole's music. That's how loud that arena was. Like the first note, you see Adam Cole on the screen. The place goes nuts. And then him get in the ring. And then he's about to go after Kenny Omega. Super kicks Jungle Boy. And then what happens is Kenny Omega goes, oh, you thought we're all going to fight? We're all friends. We're all friends. And then Kenny Omega's doing his little spiel. You know what I mean? With the uh, good night. I bid everybody adore. Good night. Mwah. And good night. Bang. And then Daniel Bryan's music hits. And then Daniel Bryan starts attacking everybody. Jungle Boy gets in there. And then they have like a, a war. So to end the show. Mm. Crazy. So I mean. So next we got we got New York coming up. So what kind of surprises do you think that we have for New York? I, I hope that they have a lot of title changes because Kenny Omega is cool and all, but let's time to hand the belt off to someone else. Can, yeah, Daniel cool. Bryan versus versus Daniel. Kenny Omega. And Arthur that Ashe, has to right? match build up to for Arthur Ashe. But the way they're looking, maybe for New Jersey, they could do a, a 10-man tag. I could see them doing the Elite against Jurassic Express and Daniel Bryan. Probably. Yeah. That's why I see it I'm doing because that's the way and then Daniel Bryan getting the pin on Kenny Omega leading to Arthur Ashe. Well by so the way, I didn't say, know, this is episode eighty two, people. Yeah. So yeah, so what what'd you what do you think? I mean, All Out was an absolutely awesome show. I mean, I can't say how much I love the show. Adam Cole versus 
anybody. Minoru Suzuki in there, absolutely amazing. Ruby Soho. I mean, AEW's on fire. Now, now this is the thing, though. I loved AEW. I loved All Out. I thought it was a great show. But here's my, my big thing right now. I think the AEW fans get a little carried away. You want you want to talk a little bit about, about that, Joe? Like, I, I was seeing it online. You sent me a meme of uh, the owner of AEW with the the gauntlet, and it has uh, Daniel Bryan. I mean Bray Wyatt next to be like the gem, and I'm like saying, like, that still doesn't make them the the best boy on the block that has the new Nikes. They still have those. They still have those new kinks to them that you still. They still, how do you say it, Kiki? I don't want to sound like total jerk. No, Joe, you're absolutely 100% correct, actually. I mean, I, I'm the heel of the show, but actually, I'm actually agreeing with you for once, actually. <gasps> hey, hey. What? <laughs> AEW, to be honest what? with you. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this much. Yeah, maybe Bray's going to debut in Queens. That could actually happen, to be honest. I don't think he's going to debut in Queens. He's still got his contract till October 30th. So Halloween, they might want to wait till the Halloween show, which makes a little bit more sense for Bray to debut. You think so, or? Uh... Wait, I'll wait till I'll wait to Halloween. Where's the Halloween show supposed to be? October 30th, Bray Wyatt. Mm, probably. It's on a Wednesday. Mm. Get a rush. Wait, just, wait, don't wait, you have the, an October 30th, Bray Wyatt? Uh, yeah, well, anyway, I'm asking you, October 30th, don't you, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, October, like I said, October 30th, Bray Wyatt debuts. I'm on the Halloween episode of Dynamite. I'm calling this now. But here's my theory right now about the AEW fans. And a lot of people might get mad at me about this one. I think the AEW fans get a little bit ahead of themselves. I mean, it's wrestling. Come on. Everybody, it's like, if I want WWE to do good. I want AEW to do good. I want Ring of Honor to do good. Because if all of wrestling does good, the fans win. And for all the fans just to get on about, oh, WWE sucks, this sucks, this sucks. I hate that. Why can't we all enjoy wrestling for once, you know? This is like the What's best. What's that right old phrase from the 80s? Why can't we all get just get along? Why can't the AW fans and the WWE fans just get along? Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like we all win. The heel marks, and then they kiss. Let's all get a giant group hug and then add Danielle's head name above everybody and then they kiss. Danielle's gonna be so pissed at me. You used my phrase during your show, Joe. <laughs> no, but um I'm asking you, like, why why can't all the fans just get along? Because it's like ridiculous. You know Can't they all we all just they I all mean, WWE and AEW fans just need to do a giant hug and then kiss. I tell you, we love wrestling. That's all we love. Yeah. Like, what? Exactly. Exactly, Max. It's like, 
you like what you like, don't be a freaking dick. Exactly. Yeah, That's all, I, I'm, all I'm trying to say. Like, there's a certain guy that I'm not saying his name. He likes to talk so much shit about um, WWE, but there's certain things about AEW that doesn't really. Why would we get a copyright strike? We're not. We're not doing anything wrong. Um, like there's certain things about WWE that are stupid. The writers, Vince McMahon. Yeah, he's. This, I could. I can name it on all in one hand. Vince McMahon, the writers, um, uh, the fans when they want to be douchebags, the pay-per-views, the choice of champions. Um, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the way they keep releasing all the people from NXT. Um, come on, geek. What else? I mean, just the fans in general. I mean, like Vince McMahon. I think Vince is the biggest problem. Kevin Dunn's another one. Kevin, that that nasty yellow teeth. It looks like he looks like he has butter on his freaking mouth. Have you ever seen Kevin Dunn's teeth? Looks like he. It looks like he eats butter. Does the man brush his teeth? Sorry, I had to say it. But all I'm saying is, like, the, the fans, like, come on, it's like. You, everybody in WWE absolutely loved WrestleMania. All the fans loved WrestleMania, and they absolutely raved over the Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair match. Am I right or wrong on this one? It was a great match. That was a great match. Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, WrestleMania. I mean, the fans, the fans even loved when Brock Lesnar came back and they, they suplexed John Cena at SummerSlam. So, if you're gonna go there and you're gonna say, "Oh, WWE sucks," WWE sucks. I mean, come on now, you know, it's a it's a little bit ridiculous, you know. But rant over. I just want to give a dudes at ringside welcome to our guest, the one, the only, Joe. Okay, here we go. Let's give a war. Dudes at ringside, welcome straight out of Canada. It's Barricade. Hey, guys. Come on, dude. Welcome to the show. Oh, you know, I'm living the dream out here. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, welcome, Barricade. Thank, thank, thanks for having me on here. Oh, no problem. Did you watch uh, AEW last night? Yeah, I did. I caught that. That was a pretty fantastic show there, yeah. So what was your what was your legit favorite moment of last night's pay-per-view? Uh you know what? That uh that cage match was was insane. That was Dude, nuts. We, 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 we have to talk about that. So I mean we enjoyed My grandfather about- wrestled in the fifties and sixties as a luchador, and I said in heaven my grandfather is doing a standing ovation standing ovation for that match. He was yeah, like, that, that that match was just next level. It was nuts. Lucha baby. Show gotta gotta show you lucha love. That's my that's my that's my fun COVID mask I wear to work and people go, was that a luchador? No, it's just Lucha <laughs> Joe. It was right just on, right on. Lucha Joe. Yeah, I mean, it's now now a lot of the wrestlers from the future are probably going to take that that match and, and take some notes and say, wow, don't tack shoot. That's something new I could learn from. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not looking. I wouldn't <laughs> be super down with taking that in the face, but you never know, right? <laughs> 
Yeah. Put me on that stage and I'll talk about it. <laughs> like, I, I was saying this to Geek before, and all of you were watching it before you came on with us. Did it seem like they took a few threads out of that guy's mask? Because that mask was, like, shredded to pieces. Do you notice that? Yeah, it, it, it came apart pretty easy, but uh, you get that adrenaline going, you could probably rip through a phone book right there, so... Even those thumb those thumbtacks were pretty brutal though. So I mean, yeah, they got stuck to what was it Pentagon space, right? Yeah, I think I think they got Pentagon and they got uh, Phoenix there too. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So our our fans are not familiar with you. I don't know why they wouldn't be. Ex- introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Barricade. I've been uh, in and around the business for about nineteen years now. Uh, originally trained by Big Titan, Rick Bogner from uh, FMW, and he was the uh, notoriously he was the uh, fake Razor Ramon there, the 2.0. Uh, been wrestling on mostly primarily out in Alberta here for uh, Real Canadian Wrestling for looks like 15 years now, and uh, yeah, just getting getting after it anytime I can. Uh, we're running pretty regular out here, and I handle like a lot of graphic design and video production, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, just keep busy. Awesome. Welcome. And thank you for, thank, it's funny. We learned about you through our, our friend, uh, Joe, Joe Alphabet. He's our artist. He did the, uh, he did our logo and you know, his mom, his mom actually pointed, uh, it said, you need a great wrestler. You need barricade. And I'm like, who? <laughs> He's a barricade. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Holly is fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so happy that she pointed us your direction because thank you. We get a lot of wrestlers now. We got a lot of like we used to just be the American nose. Now we're known pretty much and if you're watching our past episodes, we're known all the way over in London, England. Nice. And now yeah, get, get that reach. We also we we had a, a rest female wrestler on from what was it? This past was it Thursday geek? We had a girl from Portugal. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. She was a yeah, we're- sweetheart. And it's funny, I'm thinking we were we we got her geek was probably like, oh god, she's not speaking English. She speaks better English than that we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know, right? And she loves her heavy metal. She yeah. loves her heavy metal. She loves Pantera and she loves the old Metallica. I was like they like our music, dude. <laughs> not, not, not a damn thing wrong with that. So, like, um, like, out of any of the wrestlers in the indies, either from Canada or America, who would you, who's on your wish list to fight? Uh, you know, we've got actually a, a big, uh, big crew of, of really good talent out here in Alberta. Um, speaking of heavy metal, actually, we've got uh, one of our champions with our promotion right now. Uh, his actual wrestling game is heavy metal. Uh, I've, you know, gone to war with him a couple of times. He's fantastic. Anybody across the country should be wanting to wrestle with him. Same thing with a guy named Michael Richard Blaze. He's done some stuff with uh, NXT, uh, other stuff on WWE, on 205 Live, that type of stuff. Um, anybody should be looking and looking at those guys to, to want to wrestle with them. Uh, I'd say on the the bigger picture of the indie scene. There's almost too many to mention. There's a lot of really good guys out there. I've uh, recently been watching some Game Changer stuff. Um, guys like uh, Effie are fantastic. Um, 
some of the lucha guys are probably a little little bit different than my style of wrestling but uh this that uh ninja mac kamikaze guy he's pretty good you name it i'll i'll, I'll work with anybody mm -hmm. yeah, uh are you familiar with um jesse mac or uh amy crimson or uh, from canada uh crimson yeah um yeah these he used to be with impact right no no oh. amy, no amy crimson oh amy crimson name doesn't ring a bell but honestly i i've met so many over time it's just you never know <laughs> yeah she's uh basically trained at Santino's school oh nice yeah i've heard he's done some really good stuff out there yeah we're we're pretty we're pretty far out uh out west here so we don't get a lot of crossover with uh hmm. with the ontario know. crowd that often okay gotcha um, there's an also another female wrestler on uh, if you ever heard of is the uh, the Mafia Princess, Bella Bronx. Bella Bronx. I've heard the name. I'm not super super familiar with her work. Um, I know I'm, I'm going to sound like I'm putting over Alberta really hard here, which I am. We've got a lot of really talented uh, female competitors out here uh, right now. Um, our champion Taryn from Accounting, she's fantastic. Uh, Zoe Sager. Ava Lawless, Kat Von Hees, the list is just extensive. You want to, you know, next level talent coming up uh, out here. Pretty much female, male, we've got it all. Please spread our name around your promotion. because I most definitely will. We love interviewing wrestlers from all over the world. That's like, it's our dream to be known everywhere and right now we're known certain like little spots you know and they say you know in the verizon picture they show the map and they show like different spots where there's no service i know we're known for amy crimson and we're uh jesse mack and now you yeah <laughs> we gotta know they start spreading out the, the dudes hey I, I know i know plenty of guys out here that want to get exposure they want to get seen by as many eyes as possible so that's pretty much why I hear, why I'm here. Holly put me in touch with you guys, and more people that hear about me, more people that can go to my pro wrestling tees and buy my shirts, all that kind of stuff. And any of the other guys from out here, they definitely deserve that uh, spotlight for sure. You just right now, while you you mentioned your pro wrestling tees, plug any plug away on any of your things you want to talk so, about. Social media. Yeah, social pro, pro wrestling tees. Uh, just search Barricade. You'll see my. Uh, my mug, generally, it's usually yellow and black painted up, but you'll see me on there. Um, Instagram, BarricadePW1, uh, BarricadePW on Twitter. Don't do a whole lot on the Twitter and the Instagram, but uh, I do run the uh, YouTube channel for Real Canadian Wrestling. That's uh, RCW Online on YouTube. Uh, produce the online television stuff that we've done, highlight videos, all that type of stuff for sure. Yeah, you would tell me uh, a little bit earlier that you're – off part of the reboot. So if you want to talk about that, you could talk about that too. You're talking about uh, the real Canadian You said you, you're reboot parting, you're a producer on the reboot. Are reboot doesn't sound familiar to me, but uh, I know we're trying to reboot the the yeah. industry out here after COVID hit, but yeah. yeah. That's what I thought you said. You were like a producer on it or something. Oh, no, no. That's I don't, I don't think I did anything with that, but I've done a lot of producing with our own content for sure. That's what, that's what I mean. Yeah. No, I do produce, yeah, I do production stuff. Um, 
my my son comes out he does the ringside camera work and i handle the graphic designs and yeah everything just get that out there it's always good to have a good person behind the camera because you like you'll be watching a match like some matches you've watched on i watched on youtube with other promotions and the cameraman looks like he just ate one of those little you know when you back in the day you would eat those sticks of sugar with the different we're watching the match and the cameraman's just like all over the map all over the map i've seen i've seen so many guys they'll they'll grab the camera and they'll be ringside but then they'll be distracted they'll be on their phone or something or just yeah. holding it up and just kind of looking off like off in the middle of nowhere but yeah the good good solid camera camera work is is definitely key uh to getting quality material and then good camera work here gets you good exposure someone sees your stuff it looks professional it looks clean and yeah. the sky's the, the sky's the limit like we've worked the company that i've worked with um we've had some bigger names come through our doors we had uh this would have been when he when he was earlier starting out in his run he's uh better known as tyler breeze he was working locally in alberta when he was getting started uh i ended up in a six-man tag with him this would have been back in i think 2007 probably something like that 2006 2007 wow. Yeah, it's just, it's a small world. Everything comes full circle in this business, it seems. Are you familiar with uh, Sexy Eddie or? Uh... Oh yeah, yeah, Sexy Eddie out of Montreal there. Uh -huh. Yeah, I've I've been I've been watching all kinds of random stuff over the years. Yeah. Uh, who else? Um, trying to think. What was your first match in front of a crowd? Uh, my first match in front of a crowd would have been uh, 2006. Originally, I had. Uh, trained quite a few years prior to that and taken some time off my uh, significant other at the time wasn't a huge fan of me risking my body in the in the business and I'd taken some time away but I was ring announcing and, and working out and bumping around before the shows and one of the guys on the shows uh, Mahler uh, he's a BC guy out here he had asked me to work a match with him and I thought that was a little bit risky considering my wife ran the website so she would find out, <laughs> but I ended, I ended up uh, getting her thumbs up, so to speak. And a couple months later, I'd ordered, a, I'd ordered some, uh, some pads off of high spots and I went to the show and bang, I was up on the show in front of, I think probably maybe 20 people. It was a pretty small crowd, but uh, yeah, it was me and Mahler for the first match I ever had. It was a lot of fun. Always good to get your first match in and be able to feel that energy coming out of the crowd. It's and it's it's always good to get your feet wet and like who did you face in your first match? Was it like a big name or was he just Oh like no, it was it was one of the, the local uh, local talents out of Albert out of British Columbia here. His name is uh Mahler. Um he was he traveled in from British Columbia and was working with me in my first match and my first few I worked with him and from there just kind of snowballed I've, I've worked with some big names I've worked with uh my favorite my favorite uh two wrestlers growing up were Axe and Smash of Demolition and mm -hmm. I got to do it I got to do a six-man tag with them back in uh, almost 10 years ago now that was that was a treat I've, I've worked with guys like uh Gangrel I've worked with uh Viscera I've worked with uh one of my favorites to work with was uh, a guy named Short Sleeve Samson. He runs Midget Wrestling Warriors. He is fantastic to work with. Mm. He's been on WWE with that. He was uh, one of the 
commentators, I believe it was, for that WLC with Hornswoggle and Torito there. <laughs> that match was actually great. That match, to, oh, be honest, to be honest, Hornswoggle and El Torito, that match was probably the, the best match I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, they're fantastic. Those two, and Hornswoggle, I'm sorry to say this, does not get enough credit. Oh, definitely. Definitely. He's he's killing it on the Indies right now. He actually, he actually faced a wrestler that's coming on our podcast later in this month. He's from Florida. The wrestler that Hornswoggle faced, his name is Jerry Sadler. Is that his name, Pete? I think I said his name wrong. He did say He's, his name wrong. His name is his nickname in the ring is the Jerry, Golden Jerry. Girls. Oh, Jerry Swirls, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah Jerry Swirls. Yeah, he's the. Did Golden you say the, Girl, the Golden Girls' favorite wrestler? Yes, that's, he, yes. that's, that's his. That's his gimmick. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look him up. He is hilarious. He has like this puffy hair. He wears a purple, and he wears like a purple trench coat. And I thought it was a lie until he made his promo for us and literally says like the Golden Girls' favorite wrestler. I was just like. What the heck did I just watch? <laughs> what did I just watch? I, and it's we, funny. I made the little pro, a little. He sent us like clips of his matches. Yeah, and I made like a thing put all together. Instagram sent me a flag for the song, yet it was in the Instagram music. Mm-hmm. You know, like the real. You can make a song like it, but real. And they had the Golden Girls theme song, and I get this email from Instagram saying. We took down your video for copyright infringement. I was like, but they provided the video, the music. I was like, but the music came out of you. It's like, so, like I just took money out of the bank, and then the cop, the girl, accidentally pushes the police button and says, "Give me the money. You, you're under arrest." But I took the money out of my account. You're under arrest. <laughs> yeah. But this, yes, to tell her, she's like, "I'm on my lunch break." Yeah, co- copyright, copyright's pretty sticky and. I I know that putting out uh, putting out content all the time for for us it's I I prefer personally to put out the content to get the exposure more so than worry about monetizing it so much but uh, it's definitely it can be can be a sticky sticky topic the copyright stuff for sure yeah so is there any um, independent promotion you want to try to come to in in America are you looking at. Uh, I, I'd I'd love to get down there for sure. I, I've talked to years ago. I'm not sure if the if the offices are still open, but I talked to uh, promotion out of Hawaii. They were mm. they wanted to have me down, but uh, it's a matter of getting there. Um, there was uh, a company out of Florida years ago that I was I was talking to. I believe it was uh, Coastal Championship Wrestling, but that's oh, yeah, again, Coastal, I heard about that. I'm yeah. It, it's 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 been a long it's been a long time since I talked to them, so I'm not sure if if the booking people are still the same that type of stuff. And again, it'd be a matter of me getting myself down there. I'm fairly well known locally in the wrestling business, but in the international scope of things, I don't see a company out of Florida paying for my big ass to fly down there. But you never know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're there also there's a promotion in New York. If you ever think about coming to New York, it's called VPW Victory Pro Wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah. They're a good promotion. They put on they put on a good show. I went there being 
geek hadn't been to a show together because yeah. I live in Pennsylvania, he lives in in New York. We had to been been to a show together since WrestleMania thirty five, and that show, we me and Geek went to two shows that night. Went to a day show outside in a hundred degree weather in Long Island during the summer. Yeah, and then an indoor show in an indoor center. This show was awesome. Oh, I'd, I'd definitely be open. There's a ton of ton of big promotions everywhere. I know uh, uh, some guys that I've been on other shows with. Um, they cross over frequently when it was more available, and they work with Defy out of Portland there, and things like that. And there's DOA down in Portland. There's uh, Cloud Nine. I've seen a bunch of Winnipeg talent go down there. They seem like they run a pretty fun show. Uh, yeah, anywhere that's anywhere that's got bookings, I'm I'm interested to go. Just a matter of getting there, pretty much. You can just look them up online on Instagram, VPW Victory Pro. I think it's under V. You just looked up, I think VPW or Victory Pro Wrestling. You'll be able to find them. Um, the other one in New York is uh, um, Creative Pro. That's yeah, I've heard of Creative Pro. That's that, that's the wrestling school, and also um, they're. Wait, me and Geek haven't got a chance to go to one of their shows yet, but I keep hearing from Geek. He's like the kid tapping me on the shoulder when in the supermarket. We're like, it's like, I want this one. I want to go to this one. Yes, I know you want to go to that show. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, def- I'll definitely check out uh, VPW and give them a look and see what uh, what they've got going on out there for sure. They have a female I wrestler mean- in that promotion called Karen Bam Bam. She takes on everybody. And she doesn't care who you are. She will face you. She's the queen. Yeah. <laughs> she and every, and female wrestlers that she has faced said she hits like a truck. <laughs> like she's it's a, really hard. She's really hard. Oh, I, I don't. I don't doubt that. Yeah. You look her up too, Karen Bam Bam. When you get Karen off Bam show, Bam, I'll check her out. Karen, she's a and she belongs on Impact. She belongs on Impact. She looks. She's like karma. She looks like she she's she hits like karma, like awesome like, Kong, right on. Yeah, she yeah. hits like awesome yeah. Kong. Yeah, she leaves memories in people's heads forever. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what legit wrestling style would you say would be like yours? Your style? Uh, I I draw I draw a lot of imp- uh, inspiration from guys like uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, Vader. Tag teams like Demolition. Uh, I've done a lot of tag team wrestling out here. Um, I usually, I tend, I tend to, like I said, tend to more draw from guys like Vader, stuff like that. I don't go as far as doing like the, the Vader salt. I little little gun shy on flipping upside down backwards. But uh, yeah, definitely I'm big into the crowd. We're big into like just hard hitting uh, brick wall kind of style. My name's Barricade because... People can't cross me. They may beat me, but they can't cross me because I'm too damn big. Mm. But we loved your promo, by the way. It was really awesome. Thank you. Yeah. When when my dad saw the picture, that son of Panther, he said, "So explain to me this barricade, Randy." And I said, "Here we go." And I was like, "I was like, he looks like that tag team from the eighty, the nineties." I said, "You mean like listen, <laughs> Dad?" And I said. Got it. And he's like, is he like that? And I was like, I watched one of your matches after we got you on your website, your, your promotion. Yeah. Uh, great. 
and you were like, I think it was like a recent match you had at that moment when we got you. It was a tag match, a handicap. It was a tag match, I think. I can't remember. Was it was a handicap or was it a tag match? It was a good match, either way. Sure. It was a match. And then you yeah, were telling, I, was, I think you were telling us there was going to be a live show within that hour, and we forgot. I forgot to go back. <laughs> whole live show because I think you said, "Oh, there's gonna be a live show in an hour or whatever," and I'm like, "What?" Yeah. We like we we like we just like to get the get the stuff out there. Like my style there, I've got my own YouTube channel. Doesn't have a whole lot on it, but uh, yeah, I like uh, putting up some of our uh, hidden gems type stuff. I, that probably would have been one of the matches I sent you. There was a another wrestler, uh, super underrated guy, Scotty Crew. He tried to bribe me with a pack of M and M's. Tried to pay me off to do the to to take the take the lay down, take the pinfall for a pack of M and M's. So I. Uh, <laughs> I end up I end up kicking his ass a little bit and chugging the M and M's like I was stone cold at the end of the match. So. <laughs> I'm picky. Oh. I'd have been like, "This better be good M and M's." <laughs> like M and M's. That's what I would yell. Those M and M's better be delicious. <laughs> Some sometimes uh, I've had people throw food at me in matches, and I just eat it, and I just start to I start to fire up, and yeah. What What, what did your parents think of when you when you told me you want to start wrestling? What's that, sir? What What did your parents think when you told me you want to start wrestling? Well, the favorite thing when I wanted to start wrestling? Oh, no, no, no. He said he said, "What did your parents think when you wanted oh. to start wrestling?" Ah. Told them. When you told them? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think my my parents were all that surprised. I did like the the little backyard stuff of growing up and whatnot. And it was my my uh, my grandmother. Um, I used to watch wrestling with her all the time. That's what kind of got me hooked into wrestling. And so when I when I uh, started, I don't think my parents were really all that surprised. I'm just, um, I'm a, I'm a big dude. Um, and it just, it seemed like a natural fit. I like to be kind of like, uh, almost a class clown a little bit. I like to entertain people. I like to make people smile. So getting into professional wrestling was just kind of like a natural thing for me. So, are shows open right now in Canada or? Uh... Yeah, right right now, well, where we are in Alberta, things are open. Um, they did tighten things up a little bit lately. Uh, you got to wear a mask when you're in public spaces, that type of stuff. Um, we're trying to get things back to as, as normal as we can be. Um, it's been a weird uh, blessing in disguise in its own kind of way where it, it gave fans a little bit of an opportunity to miss the product and indirectly it opened up some more opportunities for collaboration between companies out here. Uh, we've got some really good talent uh, spread amongst a, a, a bunch of companies out, even just specifically in Edmonton where I live, there's three promotions running and two out of the three are sharing some talent. And there's a third one starting, uh, starting up um, in October or sorry, fourth one starting up in October. That's bringing in some really good talent as well. So it's it's been pretty. It's been a, a strange situation, but it's been pretty uh, pretty positive overall. Hmm. Right. So, I could you like, for example, if you wanted to, could you come to America now, or is it like like so? Uh, I'm not. I'm not super sure on the restrictions. I know there's some like work visa issues right now with, with COVID and whatnot. I know I do have uh, a couple of acquaintances that do 
some work in the States where they're able to travel like to Vegas, they are able to fly in. I know our land borders still closed. So I personally can't go to the States right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I know, but I'm just saying, could, if you wanted to, like anybody. Uh, if I wanted to, I think it's, it's an option, but right now, like there, there'd be some restrictions as far as uh, coming back, having to quarantine that type of stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to go down to the States. I'd love, I'd love to go back to Vegas. I was down there some time ago and enjoyed that. And I know there's some actually some good wrestling down in Vegas. I would love to go work there, too, for sure. I, I've been to Canada before. I saw Niagara Falls, but I would love to go back there. I think that'd be awesome. I don't know how far you are from there. Niagara Falls is quite a ways out. I did I did a show in uh, tour in Manitoba, and it was a 14-hour drive. Wow. And then Ontario, then Ontario, Ontario is further east of that, so that'd probably be a solid day of driving. Wow! But I'd, be, I'd be down to check it out, but uh-huh. it's definitely it's definitely quite a ways east for sure. Yeah, so as far, gotcha. We have a question from the crowd: Do you do hardcore matches? Uh, I haven't really. Um, I, I've caught a couple of chairs here and there. Um, I'm not completely opposed to it. It's got to really make sense for, you know, to move the story along, that type of thing. I've uh, taken, like, the concerto type stuff. I've been uh, – actually, I was in a tag team ladder match uh, a couple years ago where I actually climbed the ladder and brought down the straps, which is terrifying in its own right because I'm a big dude and ladders aren't meant for guys my size. No. But I, I'm, I'm, down, I'm down to do it if the if – the, uh, the setting is right. The story is right, and yeah, it makes sense. Because and, like, there's certain ladders that can't handle certain size people. Like, like if you have a well, regular like store ladder, like or, or gym, you're, if you're doing the promotion in a gym, and they say, okay, we're gonna let use the ladders that the gym ladder the the gym provides, and then you step on the ladder to go grab the titles to win the match. There goes that ladder. I think the safety rating on the ladder was probably about 270 pounds. That's for to cover the company's behind in case it breaks. If you're 300 pounds, mm. I'm 400 pounds. And I was on that ladder. It didn't break, but I was definitely very careful how I was climbing that thing for sure. <laughs> yeah. They, Cause I they, didn't want to break it. <laughs> they don't really think sometimes some promotions, okay, this guy may win, may four, weigh 400, but I promise he'll go up the ladder really slowly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of an odd character out here. There is a couple other guys that are, are bigger. Um, one of the guys out here, Big Jess Youngblood, if you can find him on YouTube or Instagram or wherever you find him, he's fantastic big man. Hands yeah. down, one of the, one of the best big men around. He's, He's in the threes. He's not as big as I am, but that guy can – he can fly like nobody's business, and he hits like a Mack truck. And, yeah, I've had some of my, be- my best matches with him, actually. He's really good. Mm. And what's your favorite band? My favorite band? Oh, man, that's tough. For live shows, uh, I went and saw a few years back. I saw a Slipknot live. It was absolutely insane. There's – I don't think there's been a show that I've seen live that can compare to that. Um, 
growing up, I went through a phase where I was big into like gangster rap and hip hop and that type of stuff. Hmm. I, I, I like Corn. I think Corn's a great band. So, uh, like you do, like uh, you do, game. Uh, you're there. You're there. Good. Buddy. You're good. It just, yeah. it just, your Wi-Fi. <laughs> Like, where, where, did kick, I, where did I cut out? They kicked you out and then put you back in there. Oh, no, you, you said everything. You said Slipknot was a great band. Yeah, Slipknot was great. Yeah, there's a band called Veer Union's pretty good. They were they're really good. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of talent out there for sure. It's uh, the band that I would love. You to ever hear the band called Spirit Box? What's that, sorry? You ever hear the band called Spirit Box? I don't think so. I'm not familiar with that one, no. You'll have, like, to, have, to, have to hit me with these links after, for sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely, dude. <laughs> because they sound a little... Go, get, go. They sound a little bit like Evanescence. Okay, yeah, yeah. Evan, Evanescence and In This Moment type of sound. Nice. You ever hear of In This Moment? or? Uh, you know, oh, yeah. In This yeah, Moment, so... I've heard of uh, Evanescence, yeah, for sure. So they have like a, that mix kind of. So that's how good Spirit Box is. So if, nice. you like those, if you like those two bands, you'll probably like them. I've uh, I've got a chance to see a bunch of live music. I was uh, in my in my regular world. I work in the security industry, and I was working concerts for uh, a local venue, and I got to do uh, security for Guar and uh, Dropkick Murphys and Motorhead stuff like that. And I was catching like the crowd surfers and throwing them out for <laughs> Dropkick Murphy's just a blast. There there there's something else that band. They have everything to that band except, you know, sometimes that certain music you can never see yourself dancing to, but then Dropkick Murphy, you can catch yourself doing like kick punk yeah. rock or something that it yeah. why I worked, I, I worked with their roadie dragging a couple dragging a couple of drunk guys out that wanted to fight, so <laughs> It was a fun time. All I think is South Park. Whenever I see someone getting ready to get in a fight, you know what I'm saying? It's like that Randy Marsh movie. He's like, "What? What? Come on, let's go!" And he's getting pulled away. And or Randy that other Marsh one when um, it's his face, the Irish guy is like, and he's like, "I'm gonna fight anybody on the street. I'm gonna fight you." Oh, Russell Crowe. We're talking about the Russell, Russell Crowe episode. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, let's go, Tugga. <laughs> like Tugga blows his brains out. <laughs> yeah. So who were your who were your like wrestlers when you were uh, as a kid? Like who were the wrestlers like you looked up to the most? Uh I'd say probably the, the bigger care the bigger than life characters. Um like I said before, Demolition was my favorite tag team. Um I liked um, Big Boss Man was uh, another guy that I've drawn a lot of influence from. Of course, every kid my age was probably a huge Hulk Hogan fan. Mm. Um, I didn't, I didn't know then the quality of work and that type of thing that I know now. But definitely, when I was a kid, he was involved in the bigger storylines with him and Andre. And I still remember when Andre ripped the the cross pendant off his chest, that type of stuff. Um, Roddy Piper was a really was a really good really big favorite of mine. Jimmy Snuka, so many. Mm. 
Yeah. Well, fantastic. It's like so many wrestlers as a kid that I thought I would never like say, I, oh, he's, that you could not stand. But I said this on like a past podcast that there's wrestlers that you hated as a kid that as an adult, they warmed up to you. Like me, I could not stand it. Mr. Perfect. I was like, so arrogant. What a jerk. And then when he turned face and came back for a while, I was like, Get a, get a new new appreciation for him for sure. Yeah, I my uncle and the person that was selling the the merch to me was like, "You want a Mr. My uncle's like, Randy, you want a Mister Perfect poster? I still have it. It's in my. I have to look in my little poster collection. I'll send the picture to Geek, and then I'll you you can see it. It's him like this, like it's <laughs> his hand like this. He's like, but it's half of him, and the other half is a statue. Nice. It's a shame they never did anything with Curtis Axel. Yeah, they should have yeah. something with Axel. I was kind of bummed about that. Like they should have gave him an IC run. I yeah, he's, got, this. he's got all he's got all the tools for sure. He totally does. Like he totally does. Like he 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 had the perfect like character. Like he was perfect for what he does. Yeah, he could have been his dad's. He could have been better. No one could be, be better than Mister Perfect. But he could have been up there. One 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 guy that's that's uh, un- underrated, I think, by some by some fans is uh, Robert Root. When he when he was here on a, lot, a couple of live shows, the his heel work was unmatched. He had he had the the arena crowd going absolutely bananas, and all he had to do was just not fight. He just walked away. Crowd went insane, and when he did get his start getting his his ass beat, it was it was brilliant. Even the impact TNA, he was great. Oh yeah, definitely. That's Bobby Roode. I thought. Oh yeah. As the heel character with when he comes out with the suit and everything, yeah, the championship. I thought that character was great in Impact. So. Oh yeah, it made you want to hate him. He's another Canadian boy too. So. Yeah, Joe, what's your opinion? Uh. Heels? Um, no, no. no, Bobby Roode. About Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode, you know, like, it's funny now that they have Bobby Roode in the tag team. He's been in for a while, Bobby Roode, and um, what's his Ziggler. face? Tag- the Dirty Dogs. I swear, Geek has said this before. We both both chuckle like little kids when he said like this. Vince McMahon sees Bobby Roode and sees uh, what's his face as a tag team, and he sees Ravishing Rick Roode. And Mr. And yeah, Perfect. that's what he probably says. He's like, these guys could be a tag team, right? Mr. Perfect and, and Ravishing Rick Rude, you're still alive. And they probably go, no, Vince. No, Vince, no, right? No, no. <laughs> Mr. Perfect. No. Never know what he's thinking. Remember, he's so old, his brain probably thinks that that it uh, could just said Ravishing Rick Rude and Mr. Perfect. <laughs> Like, watch, he's going to make, watch, uh, uh, they're going to make, uh, Kurt, uh, make, what's his name you just said, uh, part of the Dirty Dogs grow, wear the singlet, and he's like, it's Mr. Perfect, he's back. Oh, Dolph Ziggler, yeah. Dolph Ziggler. Mr. Perfect, and make this guy wear a robe again, and say, ravishing Rick Rude, the junior, no. (laughs) No. If you want want to talk 
I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but if you want to continue talking about all that, we can still talk about it. Yeah, let's continue. Yeah, let's going to continue the the uh, the, the all out. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. So like, out of after, other so, than the um, other than the cage match, what was your other favorite match of the night? Uh, I gotta say, I was pretty impressed with uh, Punk. Um, he's been he's been out of the ring that long. He did. He did really well. Uh, I just, I saw somebody had posted a clip um, comparing his match with Darby Allen and a match that Bret Hart had with uh, One Two Three Kid back in the day, and they did take a few spots that were the same. But you, there's only so many things you can do through the course, and and if you're going to draw from a couple of performers that are good, if you're going to take something from something good in the past, you can't really go wrong from grabbing something from Bret Hart and one, two, three kid. Mm. Right. Yeah. So it's, it was good. It was the energy that punk brought and the energy in the Chicago crowd. They went, you know, absolutely uh, nuts for him. And he kept up, kept up his shape. He's in, he's in probably better shape than he was when he left. So he had to say, I'd say uh, punk was punk and Darby was probably one of my other highlights for that show. Uh, even the some of the, like the the ten man tag on the pre show was fun. Everything had had uh, solid points throughout the whole night. It wasn't really any really down stuff. I love Paul White's stuff. You know, he's he did fantastic with QT there. Mm. I, I really love the Chris Statlander and uh, Britt Baker match. That that was cool. yeah, that was. Again, like I said, there, there wasn't really any down moments. Uh, Statlander's a bit of a tank; like she can, she's she's powerhouse, no doubt. And Brits getting over with everybody. I, I'm just waiting for that match with her and Deanna. I'm just waiting. It's oh, for sure. Now. That match is definitely happening down the line. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm pretty sure that's probably on. That's probably one of their plans right now. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Ruby Soho showing up was pretty good too. So, yeah. So, what is your opinion of them having uh, Thunder Rosa lose that the match? She, I was pretty like surprised that they would not give Thunder Rosa that win in the in the Battle Royal. I was like, yeah, I, I I don't know if it's a if it's a matter of maybe something worked into somebody's contract or they're just trying to carry over with that steam from the. The hype hype package that she got for did for the runaway stuff there. Um, you can't really go wrong. It also it also builds a little bit more for Thunder Rosa to to fight past to fight fight against. It makes it mean a little more when she finally gets that shot. That's what I said to him earlier. I said that I'm like, you know, if she loses this, it doesn't mean anything because they're saving her for a bigger pay-per-view probably for full. Oh full yeah, definitely. Years. It's going to be, it's going to be a big one for sure. So, and, she, and if she doesn't beat Brit, she will get it eventually. Oh yeah. She will. She's too big of a star not to get the belt. No, she's fantastic. So, and she owns her own school too. She could say, you're not going to give me the belt. I'll go to my promotion and win the title. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good schools out there now for sure. Like, 
there's so many like anywhere you go in the country and in, and throughout the the globe that that you could name and they're like oh that's that's cool oh that's cool you go to Canada probably there's like five or six different schools that you uh, can we, name Japan, we, you know we've got one we've got one here locally it's Top Talent Wrestling Academy and it's uh, it's ran by uh, Heavy Metal and Michael Richard Blaze and they are cranking out talent and the two of them have, have soaked up so much knowledge around North America down into Mexico and just soaked up so much and, and are passing that information on to uh, a newer crop of talent. Like they're, they're fantastic. Mm. So what time is it right now where you are? Cause it's 10 30, it's 10 40 right now at night. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're two hours behind. It's 8.40 here. Okay, just wondering, because I know oh, some yeah. people, if you have to go at any point, just let us know. We don't want to hold ah. you up for eating your, eating your yeah. dinner or anything, you know? Oh, no, no. I I ate already. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. We always, like, make yeah. our guests. You know, like, when you texted us earlier, I was like, wait, what? It's like, cause I'm you said, confused. What time the, is the, the time zone always messes with me a little bit. I've, I've only done a couple of podcasts before, and they were uh, phone call kind of pre-taped things. So I'm like, this is all kind of new to me, but yeah, it's, uh, it's good. I like it. Yeah. We, we, as I said, we always like our guests to feel like they're with us, even though you're on bias by camera, we always feel like you we're like, we're right there hanging out. Oh yeah. We told the guest in England, this young female wrestler named Kaya, she was scared out of her brain before we went live. She's like, guys, I'm so scared. I just I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. And I was like, I did this because I like to keep people calm and on my level. So I said, Kaya. She's like, yes, Joe. And I said, calm down. She's like, I'm nervous. I'm so scared. We're going to be live. And I said, Kaya, just picture that we're at a barbecue eating hot dogs and hamburgers, talking about professional wrestling, the thing you love. Just shooting the shit, yeah. That's yeah, she was like, she said, okay, and we went live, and the girl was the calmest, coolest little girl we've ever talked to about, and she was the youngest professional wrestler we ever talked to. Yeah. Yeah, and That's she awesome. was so cool, and she had her mascot, George, with her right on the screen. She has a unicorn, nice. a nice little unicorn. It's the size of my little wolf that sits by my desk, like that size unicorn. <laughs> Yes, I have a wolf on my desk that just stares at me throughout the show and tells me he's my mascot. <laughs> That's my mascot. Uh, I, I should have a panther mascot. I should have. Uh, a I don't really got anything kicking around as far as mascots or gimmicks or anything like that. I, I'm, from here, I can see a big show, a big show action figure. That's about it. <laughs> you know, what? in America, I don't know if they have it in Canada. A lot of the American wrestlers have the. Remember the wrestle buddies that are yeah. used to have. In, in America, they're starting to make the independent wrestlers into a wrestling buddy. Yeah, uh, I, I don't have one personally. Um, another fantastic wrestler, if you can find his stuff online. Uh, his name is uh, Mentalo. He's a, a, a luchador out of Winnipeg. He's got his own version of wrestling buddies. He's been all over the place. He's been to Japan, Mexico, Puerto Rico, uh, you name it. The, the, the dude's been everywhere. He's fantastic. You should, if you can find any of his stuff, definitely look him up for sure. 
there is a set of twins we're going to have on the podcast, female twins, on the 17th of September. The GH, the GHL twins, they have, each of them have that. Yeah, they're at the, find their picture. I'll send it to Geek and you can, they, they're, they're, they're two, they're beautiful women, but they will, they look like they would double choke slam you without even me, because I'm five one. They probably double choke slam. Ah. Messaging me so much on Instagram. <laughs> in there like this, like you just did, like mm, oh, I got something off my face, and I'm around like, geek, you're supposed to stop that. Stop what? <laughs> He's the heel of the geek, geek's the heel of the podcast. Of course, he'll be like, oh, sorry, I just gotta go this way and <laughs> run away. Yeah, he yeah, geek 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 would let me just get totally double choke slammed by two women. I'll be like this, Joe. Is it worth it? It was totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'd be the one that gets beat up all the time. Every every heel that comes on the podcast, they go after me. Um, I guess you're easy. You got a punchable face or something. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> yes, I have an asshole. I, I have like this messed up attitude, but I guess I get someone mad like that. <laughs> We had one guy that wants to throw me through a table. Said I could if I go through a table, bend your neck down, and I'm just like, great. And then the, <laughs> during another interview, he comes in. We think he's going to come in and be friendly. Says he wants to break my red glasses and throw me through a table with tacks and fire. Yeah, well, all right then. There's not really any need for that. <laughs> there goes Twitch. There goes right. Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> for violence. Is there any Sometimes you gotta get violent, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is there any countries you like to visit? Uh yeah. You, have you know, I, I I'd love to I'd love to get a chance to go over Japan. Uh check that out. Um even better if I was wrestling over there. I've got a I've got a couple of loose connections to a couple of places over there, but uh, again, with the world pretty much being closed off at the moment, it's, uh, it's not the easiest thing to do. Nah. <laughs> yeah, no. Japan, Japan's one one place I want to go. Uh, even if I don't get to wrestle, I think that's I'd still love to go there. Just the place is just fascinating to me. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, me and Joe, obviously, we want like to do more traveling with the show. But it's very hard to now with the word. The one thing I got to get my passport, geek. We definitely have to go to Canada. And Canada then we'll, we'll, have to <laughs> well, you got you got you got to go to Canada, but you got to go west of Ontario. You you got to come out to Alberta this way. Alberta. Yeah, not, it's, it's far, Joe. It's far because right. Is there any good restaurants in in um Alberta that we have? What's to that? Is there any good restaurants there? Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. There's uh. A place called Northern Chicken. They are fantastic. They do like a like a Nashville hot chicken. They are mm-hmm. insane. They they are just fantastic, fantastic food, fantastic group of people. Um, yeah, you want to hit you want to hit them up for sure. They're big. They're on. Uh, we do a with a buddy of mine. He runs his own YouTube channel, Thaddeus Archer the Third. We do our version of like a hot ones type thing called the hot seat where we get uh, guests on and he interviews and they, they do a hot wing challenge where there's five wings and or five chicken fingers and they're all spicy, like crazy sauces that the restaurant themselves make. So, you know, if you get a chance to check out Northern chicken, if you're in the area, 
hit them up. They are fantastic. You like and pizza? I'm a, four, I'm a I'm a 400 pound man. I like me some chicken. You like pizza? Oh yeah, of course. What's, what's your what's your, what's your topping and choice? If we get we had pizza, we had to order a pizza right now. I usually go pretty simple. I keep it pepperoni mushroom. There we go. Chicken yeah, I, 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 I eat that pizza. Yeah, pepperoni mushroom is usually good. There's 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 that that long lasting debate of pineapple on a pizza. Mm. I'll eat it if it's there. I like having pineapple, but uh, pepperoni mushroom is my go to. What about, what about uh, chicken bacon ranch? Yeah, no, that'd be all right. That'd be all right. I can that's, eat that. That, that's a I, good pizza too. I always, I went when I was at my one of my old my other old friend's house. We got the buffalo chicken pizza, and it was weird. You know, mostly they put like cheese on it. They just put like the buffalo sauce in like in a circle, and they put yeah. like their own sauce, and then they stuck the chicken on it. No cheese. No cheese. No cheese at all. Yes, exactly. I was so confused. I was like, oh, in the box, I was like. It's like the YouTube video. They, they show the pizza, then they show the face, and they show the pizza, then they show the face. I'm just, I was like, the that's dog wrong. Looking, yeah, I was like looking like the dog looking at the answer machine. I was just like, <laughs> my friend's like, what? Why do you keep staring at the pizza? Grab it. I'm like, what did 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 you not pay for this? Did did, did you make the guy mad? Where the where's the cheese? He's like, <laughs> that's buffalo chicken. And I'm like, yeah, you you, you got to do cheese. You gotta you gotta have cheese for sure. Yeah, that's sad it was like i got, I had to put a moment of silence for every pizza in the world there's no cheese on the pizza <laughs> moment of silence r.i.p cheese like yeah we, we like food out there we all, we're also taco people what, what about what about tacos <laughs> you know my my uh some, my co-workers were talking about this in my my regular life so to speak uh, they're talking about different places that are good taco spots around here, and I think that's going to be my next uh, my next mission is to find some good tacos. Mm. I've had the uh, the standard like the the chain burrito places and stuff like that. They're okay, but definitely want to find some some good stuff. Got to if you ever get a chance, come to the states. Definitely go to Arizona. You'll find so many good taco places over there in Arizona. Nice. Well, a lot, a lot of a lot of people from Edmonton actually like own houses and stuff in Arizona, so they're they're back and forth all the time. I'll have to maybe hit that up for sure. Like, um, you you play, you ever you play any video games? Uh, yeah. No, I I got uh, Xbox One. I not really up on like super current stuff right now. I'm playing some Madden from last year. Um, I spend, I spend a lot of my time working on, um, like I said, the video production stuff and graphic design. And I'm actually working on, uh, the, the very infancy stages of working on, uh, producing a short film that I'm going to be putting Ooh. together here. That's cool. So, yeah. Um, branching out. And, oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry about the yeah. Oh, good. Branch it out and just trying to keep things. Keep things fresh, do things new, creatives, creative avenues, and that type of thing. And the wrestling business kind of goes hand in hand with uh, the filmmaking stuff because I know a lot of guys that are eager to do like stunt performing and things like that. So, yeah, it's gonna be good. Like, I don't know if it was this Madden or the current one, but I think it was the one that came out last year. My 
there's a video I saw on YouTube on Instagram. It popped up randomly because I like I watch a lot of video game stuff. They said they apparently said last year's Madden was the worst Madden they've ever had out. Did you you get you get that vibe? Yeah, no, I I I don't I don't I'm not a hardcore gamer. Um, I got Madden 21, and they have that yard thing where it's the kind of the backyard football, that kind of stuff, and it's fun. It's I don't know. It's it's a, it's a pretty standard football game. The graphics are pretty insane. I mm-hmm. I started playing video games with like Tech Mobile and stuff like that when I was a little kid. So it's come a long way for sure. Yeah. Um. Has ha, um have you played any of the, the WWE games? And has anybody ever ever created you in any other games? Uh no. I I think I'm the only one who's created me in any of my games. Um. I've seen. Uh, I've seen some pretty good uh, recreations of other uh, top indie guys have been put on there, but uh, I think pretty much I'm, I'm the only guy who's created me on a video game, as far as I know. Hmm. It was a lot of fun. I, I I played the last one, 2K20, and it was not good. Oh, actually, I pro my 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 dad's face went from like. Like, I, do you really want the game? You want the game for for Christmas? And I was like, No, I want MLB the show. And my dad's like, What? Because <laughs> I have, I'm sorry, I have every single show game. I mean, uh, ML, uh, wrestling. If this background was wasn't here right now, I would walk through and sh- grab the pile of M- the games. From yeah. WWE. I have every single year. Oh yeah. I'm a, I was hooked since college with me and Metal Geek. Me and Metal Geek played. If if a Thunderfeet was in the chat, he would tell you he they did. We were playing yeah. games from twelve o'clock all the way to dinner time. Same. We used, to, yeah. we used to play to our characters just to be like the. You remember when the the uh, the bar used to be like low? You know what yeah. I mean? Where where if you like, it's like when your character was weak, you'd hear the. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Like one of your character yeah. week, yeah. Me, me and Joe in the game were freaking bloody, and then right until the wheels fell off, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our friends, were, our friends were like, "You guys aren't done yet." He's like, "No, our characters are still weak. We're still going." Oh, <laughs> we're <laughs> like, we have black guys in the game, and like, well, bloody. It was I'm, just, I'm, it was so funny. We were in the center of the ring doing that last big, you know, like the big boom, boom, punching each other. We punch each other so much, you would punch it. Then they would sit there like. Have to catch their breath. They just sit there stumbling. And it, it was yeah. So I'm looking. I'm looking forward to. Uh, I've seen a lot of their stuff on uh, Twitter. It's called the Wrestling Code. Mm. It looks. It looks like it could be a really good, really uh, good game coming out. It's. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the company, but uh, they look like they've got some great three year enders of, of a lot of top indie guys. I think Brian Cage is on that one. Um, yeah, they've got a, a ton of good. The wrestling code looks hmm. pretty good. Um, I got, I got no. Uh, I think we pretty much. Oh, we've got one last question. Yeah, for sure. Uh, before our mod's head explodes, ever so spiffy. Do you have any pets, and what kind of pets do you have? I don't have any. Um, I had dogs growing up. That type of thing. Um, dogs are dogs are my go-to for sure. They're just great pets to have around. I've I've 
had some friends that have had some really random ones like snakes and lizards and the yeah, cats are assholes, but I like dogs for sure. <laughs> we have a guest that's coming on later next week. She has an owl. What? A pet owl. Yeah. Yeah, a real owl. And it's so adorable. It just sits there and goes. <laughs> yeah, it does that's the head. Awesome. Yeah. Bobblehead. <laughs> yeah. I, Fantastic. I, my dad was so jealous when I told one of our guests has an owl. I want an owl. <laughs> right. And yeah, so, man. It's it's been a lot of fun. Definitely I'll I'll uh I'll pass around your guys' podcast to anybody in the locker room who wants to get some extra exposure and talk to some good dudes and go from there. Men and, men and women well, thank you for coming on. So, so much for coming on, by the way. Thank you. Thank so you so much. much. My Come pleasure. On. It's good. It's a pleasure. Honor Great pleasure. time. Take care, man. Keep it awesome, man. Right. Sounds good, buddy. Have a good day, guys. That was, was an awesome guy. That was a fun interview. An awesome Labor Day interview. Yeah, exactly. You know, we had an awesome yeah. interview. And yeah, Joe, can I just say something before I close? Okay. I'm going to say two more for Labor goes. All right, guys, as you know, that we just had a huge hurricane in Louisiana. Um, some people are still without power, food, and water. So whatever you could do, donate to the Red Cross. Please, these guys don't have any power, water, or food. So please donate to the Red Cross. And you can also donate batteries, candles, matches, whatever. You know, anything that would help. So please. Um, I just want to say the same thing as Geek. Please donate to the Red Cross. Buddies in, in Louisiana and upstate New York are struggling because of the power and houses were flooded in New York City and in Louisiana. Just help us out, help them out. They need it. Any of the things you donate, they they'll, they'll take it. And we will be here on Thursday. Actually, no. Well, on Wednesday. Maybe Wednesday. Wednesday for our guest, and we are out.